welcome to the New Christian Life Church's live stream where the pastors are Pastors Richard and Emma Butler. And we are so glad that you are joining us today. No matter what it may look like, we believe and know that God is in control. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. And with the help of modern technology, we can gather virtually to praise, worship, and minister God's Word. If this is your first time tuning in, we would like to give you a special welcome. You could have picked any church's live stream, but you chose ours, and we thank you for that. Our mission is to go to the highways and hedges to share God's Word throughout the world, whether it be in person, at our church, or virtually on your phone, tablet, computer, or smart TV. Make sure to like and follow us on social media at Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. And share this with your family and friends. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. We bring you greetings tonight from our pastors, Richard and Emma Butler, and the New Christian Life Church family. We thank you for joining us here at our Bible study lessons tonight. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you tonight for your word. For you said in your word that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish what you sent it out to do tonight. Father, we just thank and we just praise you for all that you've done. We thank you tonight, Father God, that you've said in your word, that if we decree and declare some things, Father God, and if we just believe that we receive them, we shall have them. So we thank you tonight for your word, Father God. And we thank you for the measure of faith that you have given each and every one of us, Father God. And we thank you that we will utilize it because you said faith without works is dead. So Father, we thank you tonight for the faith that you have given us, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that you will strengthen us, strengthen our faith, let us be stronger in our faith in these last and evil days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, tonight our topic is, is what to do when your faith seems weak. What to do when your faith seems weak. Now, some of my material tonight um, is forwarded from the teachings of Pastor Kenneth Hagin Sr., who has gone on to be with the Lord. God has given us the equipment for victory over Satan. There's no need for us to be overcome by Satan. If we are overcome by Satan, guess what? It is our fault and not God's. There is no need for us to be defeated. If we are defeated, guess what? It is our fault and it is not God's. Why is it our fault? Because God has given us his word, amen. God's word and God's armor are all the equipment we need to enforce the defeat of Satan and his forces. I'm going to say that again. God's word and God's armor are all the equipment we need to enforce the defeat of Satan and his forces. Amen. This message tonight comes to encourage those who might be saying, I don't know what to do when my faith seems weak. We're going to look at 10 steps tonight that will bring you out of defeat and into victory. 
We're going to look at 10 steps that will bring you out of defeat and into victory. Step number one, we must recognize the source of the opposition as being Satan and stand your ground. You must recognize the source of the opposition that you are going through as being from Satan and stand your ground. So many times people do not know whether God or the devil is doing certain things. And sometimes we may say, uh, maybe the Lord is trying to teach me something. But we must realize that God is not the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 calls Satan the God of this world. And it says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The Amplified Version says, Among them the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving to prevent them from seeing the eliminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's good news. So the laws governing the earth today came into being with the fall of man and the curse upon the earth. People accuse God for accidents. They accuse God for sicknesses in their bodies. They even accuse God for loss of loved ones. We accuse God of storms, catastrophes, earthquakes, and even floods. But this is not the case at all, saints of God. We must determine the real source where things come from. Jesus himself contrasted his works with, with the works of the devil. You can find that in John 10 and 10. And it says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So these are the works of the devil. He came to steal, he came to kill, and he came to destroy. Now certain things happen on the earth because man sinned, amen. Adam sinned and all of mankind fell heir to these terrible results. Satan was not originally the god of this world, Adam was. God gave Adam dominion over all the work of his hands. God said to Adam, you dominate, or in other words, Adam, I am making you God of this world. You run it, Adam. But Adam sinned. We know that Adam and Eve sinned and they sold out to the devil. Then the devil began to dominate upon the earth. He became the God of this world. So we see that when God gave Adam dominion, Adam was supposed to be God of this world. So these are why the things come upon us, our trials, our tribulation, all the things in the earth. Amen. But we must, saints of God, stand our ground. And you can find this scripture in Ephesians 6 and 10. And it says, finally, my brethren, 
we must be strong in the Lord, saints of God, and in the power of his might. So we must stand our ground. Amen. No matter what's going on around us, we know that we are in the world, saints of God, but we are not of the world. Step number two, we must be sure that the promises of God, the scriptures cover the things you ask for and are believing God for. Step two, be sure the promises of God, the scriptures cover the things you ask for and are believing for. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Bible faith is based on the word of God. It comes by hearing the word of God. So you must find scriptures, saints of God, that, that promise you the things that you are praying for. Psalms 119 and 130 says, that the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. The Amplified Version says, the unfolding of your glorious words give light. Their unfolding gives understanding to the simple. So in other words, once you get into God's word, amen, he, those scriptures will start unfolding and it was, you was, begin to have revelation, wisdom, and knowledge and understanding of his word. Amen. And as they unfold, hallelujah, he'll give you understanding. And even a, it says even to the simple, that means that even a child can understand what God's word is saying to us. Amen. Many people fall and fail because they have left the light of the word of God. You have left the light. They are walking in presumption, meaning that you are walking in your own reasoning and you are also walking in foolishness. Amen. Ask yourself a question tonight. What is God's word saying to me? What is God's word saying to me? Ask yourself that question. I want you to confess this with me. We're going to say this out loud. Amen. Because we must confess things. Amen. And get it into our spirit. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I do have faith. My faith works. My faith is in God the Father. My faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. My faith is in the Holy Bible, the Word of God. God's Word is true. I believe the Word of God. Therefore, I believe God. God's Word works. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we have to confess those things out loud. We want the devil to hear what we're saying and what we're believing in. Amen. Step three, be sure you are not living in sin. This is a big one. Step three, be sure you are not living in sin and practicing wrongdoing. First John one and seven says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another 
and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. This means to walk in the word and as long as you walk in the light, there is an automatic cleansing from all sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is good news. Amen. So long as we are walking in the light. Amen. 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 And we need to have fellowship one with another. Amen. We know right now we're, you know, the pandemic is going on, but we should, we'll be getting back together pretty soon. And we know that, that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Amen. That's good news. Now listen at this. Sin, this is a big one, is also a hindrance to faith. Sin is also a hindrance to faith. Mark 11, 23 through 25 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that these things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. The 24th verse says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, that's a big word right there, desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. That's good news. So you got to believe. Amen. You can't doubt in your heart, saints of God. So whatever your desires are, you must believe that you receive them. Amen. And ye shall have them. The 25th verse says, and when ye stand praying, forgive. This is a big one. If you have aught against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. So if you have anything in your heart against any brothers or sisters in Christ or whoever it may be, maybe family members, you got to get rid of it. Because it says that if you want to be forgiven, also the Father, you want the Father also to forgive you. Amen. All right. So the 25th verse is a hindrance to faith. And your prayers. Unforgiveness is a big one. Amen. You know, we're walking around here every day, you know, and, and we're thinking, um, oh, you know, that all the God's promises are yea and nay. And you got unforgiveness in your heart. Yes, they are. All his promises are yea and nay. Amen. But you got to get rid of that unforgiveness. Amen. Your faith won't work and your prayers definitely won't work if you have unforgiveness in your heart. This is the first place to check yourself if your prayers have not been answered. Amen. Or if your prayers are not working. Amen. So be quick to forgive, saints of God. Be quick to repent. And be quick to believe God. I'm going to say that again. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to repent. And be quick to believe God. God. Amen. Now the Bible talks about sin and it talks about weights. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Amen. We have so many clouds of witnesses around us. Amen. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin 
which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. We got to run with patience the race that is set before us. We have to determine in our hearts, saints of God, the things that are weights to us. What would be a weight to you might not necessarily be a weight for me. We have to lay aside those things if we are going to run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. Some of us may have problems with drinking. Some of us may have problems with gambling. Some of us may have problems with running the women. Some of us may have problems with running the men. These are weights. This is sin. These are the things that keeps us back from the promises of God. Amen. Amen. So we got to get rid of them. Amen. So that we can run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. And we want God to answer our prayers. But if we are weighted down and we got a lot of sins, a lot of wrongdoings in our lives, you know, it's not going to work. Amen. Step number four. Be sure no doubt or unbelief is permitted in your life concerning the promises of God. Step number four. Be sure that no doubt or unbelief is permitted in your life concerning the promises of God. Thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words will lead the heart out of defeat and into victory. I'm going to say that again. Thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words is very important, saints of God, will lead the heart out of defeat and into victory. Amen. James 4 and 7 says, resist the devil. In other words, stand firm against the devil. Don't yield to the devil and he will flee from you. Now, when you resist doubt, you are resisting the devil. If you entertain fear, then guess what? The devil will put fear on you. Job said in Job 3 and 25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. And we know that Job was a wealthy man. He was an upright man. Job was wealthy and had a lot of possessions. And guess what? And he lost it all. Amen. But Job said, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. But guess what? God has not given us a spirit of fear. We must cast fear down in the name of Jesus. Amen. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we must cast fear down. Step number five. Sincerely desire the benefits you have asked of God. Sincerely desire the benefit that you have asked of God. Mark 11 and 24, Jesus said, Therefore, and we've read this earlier, Therefore I say unto you, Whatso things soever ye desire, quote unquote, quotes around that desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye 
shall have them. Now, this is an individual prayer. Amen. Amen. This is an individual prayer. Because it says, therefore, I say unto you what things soever ye desire, whatever the desires of your heart, when ye pray, you must believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Now, the next prayer that I'm going to talk about is a, the prayer of agreement. Now, this prayer is when two or three or more people are in agreement together. Amen. Now, when another person is involved, that person also must have the same desire as the other person that both of them, you know, come together, you know, with in unity and with one mindset and they are, are, are putting their desires together. Just say, for instance, a married couple is coming together. Say, for instance, they're praying about a brand new car. You know, you got to be specific with God. You're going to tell, oh, God, I want this make. I want this model. And you're coming into agreement. Amen. So the prayer of agreement. Is when, a, when two people come together, their will and their desires become involved and they agree upon it. And then you have the prayer of agreement. Matthew 18 and 19 says, Jesus is saying, again, I say unto you that if two of, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven. Amen. That's good news. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall act, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. God gives us his word. Amen. He gives, gives us a choice to walk in the word or reject the word. Amen. He tells us about even paying our tithes and our offerings. Oh God, he tells us the blessings and the benefits of it. He allows us to use our own wills and make our own choices about it also. You can find this in Malachi 3 and 10. I'm going to give you Malachi 3 and 10, but in your leisure time, read Malachi 3, 10 through 12. But we're going to just look at Malachi 3 and 10. It says to bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Now we know we got to bring them. Amen. That's, that's a requirement. Amen. We got to bring all our tithes into the storehouse. We got to bring that 10% and give it to God. Amen. Amen. He allows us to get up every day with good health and, and be able to go on those jobs and work. So the least we can do, amen, is to pay our 10%. Amen. Because you know what the blessings, all the benefits come after we do what God has asked us to do. Amen. Jesus said in Mark 16th chapter, the 15 through the 16th verses, he says to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You got to believe. Amen. He says, and who is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. So we want to be believers of the word. Amen. We don't want to be damned. Amen. God made man and gave us a choice. He gave us a choice and a will of our own. Amen. God planned a wonderful plan of redemption for our lives. If we just, just walk in line with God's word. Amen. Jesus consummated that plan for us. Amen. But man must choose to accept what God has provided. Amen. Step number six. Ask God in faith 
nothing wavering, believing that what is asked is yours. I'm going to say that again. Step number six, we must ask God in faith. Nothing wavering means you can't doubt it. Amen. Believing that what is asked is yours. James 1, 5 through 7 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. It's just that simple. If you want wisdom, ask God. That giveth to all men liberally. God gives that gives us wisdom to us liberally. He gives it to us freely. That word liberally means freely. And upbraideth not. That means he doesn't hold back anything. Amen. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, verse 6, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea. Just think about the waves on, on the ocean. Driven with the wind and tossed. Verse 7 says, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So if you're wavering, if you're doubting in your faith, God said, don't even ask me anything. Because you got to have faith in order for God to move on your behalf. Amen. James is writing in this particular scripture about receiving. He is writing to Christians and letting them know that you are not going to receive anything, just like what I just said, if you are doubting, if you are wavering. Amen. Step number seven, we're moving right along. Do not tolerate for one single moment a thought to the contrary, but that it is yours. I'm going to say that again. Step seven. Do not tolerate for one single moment a thought to the contrary, but that it is yours. Whatever you're praying about, you know, don't let, don't let any thoughts come against that. Amen. 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 Don't believe something that comes contrary to God's word, but believe that it is yours. We must let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you asked in prayer. That is so important. Never doubt for one minute that you have the answer. Doubt is of the devil. I'm going to say that again. Doubt is of the devil. We must eradicate. That word eradicate means to uproot or remove every image, every suggestion, every vision, every dream, every impression, every feeling, and all thoughts that do not contribute to your faith or what you have asked God for. You got to uproot it. You got to remove all those things. Amen. All those thoughts that do not contribute to what God says is yours. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says, casting down imaginations, oh God, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So although all those bad thoughts that the devil is trying to bring to you, whether it comes by a dream, a vision, or what, cast that stuff down in the name of Jesus. Amen. If it's not upbuilding God's word, if it's not lifting you up in your spirit, man, get rid of it. Cast it down. Amen. And bring it into captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now let's talk about what types of thoughts that we should have. What types of thoughts should we have? Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, 
whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, in other words, if there be any, any excellence, and if there be any praise, if there be anything worthy of praise, think on these things. So these are the thoughts that you should have. Your thoughts should be true. They should be honest. They should be just. Amen. They should be pure. They should be lovely. And they should be of a good report. Amen. That's good news. Step number eight. It says, count the thing done that you have asked God for. Count the thing done that you have asked God for. Galatians 3 and 29 says, And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. Amen. And heirs according to the promise. Amen. Amen. We are Abraham's seed and we are heirs according to the promise. We are the spiritual seed. We are the faith seed. Amen. Amen. Romans 4 and 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Amen. This is God speaking to Abraham. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. We got to call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Amen. In the Greek, that word before him, amen, means like unto him. In other words, Abraham did just like God did. He called those things that be not as though they were. And that was his faith. Amen. Step number nine. It says we must give glory to God even before it comes into manifestation. Step number nine. We must give glory to God even before it comes into manifestation. Romans 4, 19 through 21 says, And being not weak in faith, glory to God, he considered not his own body now dead. Talking about Abraham. And when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. The 20th verse says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded, he was convinced that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. We know the story very well. God promised Abraham and Sarah a son. Amen. Amen. And you know, Abraham was a hundred years old. Amen. Amen. And, and Sarah was not too far behind him. Amen. She was like, I think 99, somewhere up in there. And they believed God, even though their bodies were past childbearing age. They still believed God. Amen. 
So it says, I'm going to go back to the 20 verse. He said, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 21st verse says, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. So Abraham did not doubt God. He believed God. What did Abraham do in verse 20? It says, he gave glory to God. And what did he give glory to God for? Abraham was fully persuaded, like we said before, that what God had promised, he was able to bring that thing to pass. Amen. It had not come to pass yet, but Abraham counted it done. Amen. Before the manifestation had even taken place. So we got to believe God, saints of God, no matter what's going on around us, we still have to have faith. We still have to believe God at his word. Amen. Philippians 4 and 6 says, be careful for nothing. In other words, don't be anxious or fretful. Amen. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Okay. All that goes together. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious or fretful, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You got to give God some thanks. Let your requests be made known unto God. Be specific, saints of God. Let your requests be made known unto God. Because when we're anxious and fretful, our prayers won't be answered. Amen. So we got to believe we can't, you know, we can't have any unbelief. We can't be anxious. We can't be fretful, but we got to believe. Amen. Andrew Murray stated, it is not good taste to ask God for the same thing over and over again. Listen at this. If when you do pray again, what you have prayed for has not materialized. Don't pray for it again in the same way. That would be unbelief. Remind God that you ask for it and what his word says and tell him that you are expecting it. This is how we should supposed to pray. Then thank him for it. Amen. Praise him for the victory. So in other words, once you pray, don't go back and pray again, that same prayer again, because that means you're doubting. Amen. So when you're specific and when you're praying that prayer, okay, you, you leave it there and you wait for the manifestation of it. Okay. And then remind God of his word. Amen. Amen. And tell him that you are expecting it. And then you thank him for it. You thank him and you praise him for the victory. Amen. Amen. Step number 10, the last step. Act as though you have received what you asked. Act as though you have received what you asked. You can't be going around with your head hung down looking sad. Okay, you got to act as though you have already seen what you have asked God for. Amen. Before you even see any manifestations, you got to act as though you have received it. Amen. John 15 and 7 says, if ye abide in me, amen, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will. Guess what? And it shall be done unto you. So what are the conditions here in John 15 and 7? First, you abide in him. 
In other words, you got to live in him or remain in him. Amen. Second, his words must abide in you. His words must live in you. His words must remain in you. Thirdly, then I shall ask what I want from God and it shall be done unto me. Amen. So in closing, say to God, when my faith seems weak, I must hear the word of God. I must meditate on his promises and I must apply the word of God to my life and thank him for the victory. Amen. We thank God for the word tonight. So we ask that you join us again on next week. Same YouTube channel, same Facebook channel, Spotify, Instagram. And we just thank you for joining in with us. May God reach